very well. Brindle Bear says, at least the crowd is still going wild. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> they love us. They really love us. Yikes, yikes. Anyways, how about Steffi says, hello. 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 We were making some pretty good jokes there, too. Yeah. Aww. We've also got to say thank you to uh, Drummer Goy for dropping 20 bucks in the kitty. Thanks, Drummer Goy. Yeah, Drummer, you were just starting this day off right. Are you feeling extra giving today? He's trying to get us in a good mood. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Uh, we appreciate that. We've got a lot of great content and news for you today. Um, Stephanie actually read Osama bin Laden's letter to the United States. Turns out he didn't like Steffi very much. Wah, wah. He didn't. I actually read both of his letters. His one that it was right after 9-11. Yeah. And then you read his letter that was the more recent one when he, right before Obama killed him. I did. Yes. Uh, so let, we're going to let Steffi respond to it, you know, because she's a member of the tribe, God's chosen people, if you will. So yeah. she has some thoughts on that uh, that were her own. So... Well, we'll hear from Steffi at the top of the show on that topic. At 7.30 a.m. this morning, we've got Donald Trump in the lead, extending his lead. Biggest lead yet, not just in the Republican primary, but also in against Joe Biden. And, wow. and this is obviously a Fox News poll. So you could say, oh, well, it's Fox News. It's biased. Reaction. I was like, Fox News. This is so biased. Fine. You can think that. But uh, compare it to the average running of all the polls from real clear politics. And you put them all together. And this trend goes to show that uh, Donald Trump is dominating and might beat Joe Biden in the general election, which would be wild. He'd be the... Second president to be non-consecutive terms. Which which oh, one is the other one? Grover Cleveland. Nice job, yeah. Steffi. Yes. We were starting to possibly write a book about Grover Cleveland, so we were researching. We're working on it. It's still yeah. it's a work in progress. It was it's a lot harder than the Calvin Coolidge one. But I mean, when you have a man who uh, hanged people for part of his career, it's was hard a hang to make a children's man. book about that. He was a hangman. Yeah, when he was a sheriff, <laughs> when he was a sheriff, he had to hang a couple of people. So it's like well, I don't know if we need to include that. So Calvin Coolidge's uh, rise to power was much less controversial. So yeah. Anyways, uh, at seven thirty a.m. today, we're going to talk about Donald Trump and the implications of such. Uh, at eight o'clock this morning, we're going to talk about. Um, this viral bird story to judge relationships. Steffi was like was very confused by this. She was very confused. I was like, what are the questions to this bird test? So do you understand bird test? Do you understand what the bird test is now? I do now, and we'll explain it to everybody. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and just briefly help people understand so they can tease it out for them. Oh my gosh, do you see that bird out the window? Look at look at the bird out over there. Oh my god. Where's, I don't see any birds, Steffi. Oh my gosh, you noticed me. But you now have all my attention. I'm completely enwrapped. <gasps> I'm just, uh, you and you alone are the only thing in the world. Whenever you point at something entirely meaningless that doesn't exist, I will completely pay attention to you. Oh, the, thank you so much. I am loved and wow. you passed the test. Wow, I passed the test. Yes. You, you wasted my time. And uh, it was all just a distraction to see if I liked you. We're going to talk about the viral bird test. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> uh, we're going to hear from Steffi on that at 8 a.m. And Pet Psychics, we're going to talk about a woman who is making $550 an hour uh, being a pet psychic. And hmm. apparently she's got a wait list that's 7,600 people long. I believe it. My dog did go to a... I don't know if it was like a, a psychologist or a therapist or something. My mom took him to one because he was abused as a, a little boy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so my mom was trying to just help with his behaviors. And how did that go? How did that work? Uh, 
didn't help us too much. I remember he was like eating up all of our furniture because of his separation anxiety. And so we put this like alarm system on our couch and that worked. So I don't know. I think she just got some tips for how to help his behaviors, but it didn't. I think he just went one time. By the way, everybody weighed in earlier this week about the whole uh, dog went to live on the farm thing. And a strong majority of people said that, yes, Austin, it means that you put the dog to sleep. Okay. I was, I was four and our dog's name was Snuggles and he was a Lapso Apsa, Apso, Lapso Apso, whatever it is, a, a little white dog. And so basically this dog like bit everybody in our family. And so by the time he like bit my parents, then my parents were like, okay, that's enough. And so then my dad supposedly took the dog back to the pet store. It was still a puppy. And then he came back and and my mom was like, oh, yeah, the dog is now living on a farm herding sheep. Mm. And and seriously, we asked my mom recently about this and she still says, yes, the dog did go on a farm. And so I think my dad might have lied to us. I think it was him. Who actually made us think this? Anyways, uh, well, we we can get that get to that later yeah. when we hit the pet psychics. Maybe the pet psychic can tell me where my dog is. Yeah, whenever things are going great, people will never say anything nice to you for the most part. But whenever something is broken, everybody will text the show. What happened? It was just we got when when the sound wasn't working earlier. Oh my god! Everybody texted us at five seven three three one nine one five eight six. And you can text us too. And I do appreciate it. I'm just teasing, by the way. 573-319-1586 is the text line. Feel free to hit us up anytime, night or day, because people love to text the show. We heard uh, from our yeah, friends, Liberty Laura Linkton and her husband, Jay, uh, Jace. Uh-huh. Actually. We were listening to their podcast. Yes. Free State is the Free name State of it. Free State Podcast. Yeah. They, uh, they cut a clip of us talking about Alexander Hamilton and federalism and positive rights when we were having a, or positive, legal positivism yes. with Judge Napolitano. It was you and I talking. Right. Yeah. I, I forgot that I was even commenting on that. I was Friday. like, oh my gosh, that's my voice on well, their podcast. Yeah, for sure. Also, don't forget, check them out. Um, my friend Liberty Laura and her husband, Jace Linkton do have a great podcast. It's called Free State. You can download it on Spotify. So check them out as well. Okay. Uh, dot, 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 dot. Oh, and then we're, oh, the, oh yeah. Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Isn't that funny that like you could be a football superstar, but you're all, you're only going to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He's getting slammed for saying, for saying, um, ugly cheerleaders. So Joy Behar is mad at him saying he's an idiot for calling some cheerleaders ugly. I'm on Team Taylor Swift. Team Maybe Taylor we Swift. can uh, play that clip again of her running towards her boyfriend because oh, that God. gave me heart flutters. I know. We'll talk about that later. Uh, how to have a joyful life. In order to have a joyful life, you have to say no to these nine things we've got on the show. And then the very last topic, Steffi, I know you're excited. I'm really excited. I was learning about myself. Yes. Uh, And that is things you didn't know about redheads. Mm. Mm. What do you not know about me? Things that you didn't know about redheads. Mm. I know the obvious joke is going to be, does the carpet match the drapes, which is, you know, the the disgusting. No, not always. Because do you ever see people with beards that are different colors Steffi, than their hair? Uh, we don't need to get into it. I was just kidding. Let's yeah, just, I'm just saying. Let's just... People have different colored beards than hair, right? So... Let's just move on. Okay, so top of the show, top of the story. Stephanie, they'll never know. Stephanie, you read Osama bin Laden's uh, letter to America 
Um, I did. And give us your thoughts. Oh my gosh. So I actually took some screenshots. Honestly, I know all these people on TikTok are like, oh my gosh, this gave me an existential crisis. I just think everyone needs to read it. It really wasn't shocking to me. I don't know if I'm just like too aware of things, but it it really didn't change my life. Um, so apparently he hates Jews. Not a surprise. Mm-hmm. He basically blames Jews for everything. He does not like homosexuals. Mm-hmm. So if you're a homosexual, why are you liking him right now? Why are you liking Hamas? Right. It's the whole queers for Palestine thing. And it's being endlessly lampooned, obviously. Right. The left is, right. is you know, dumb as hell. Yes. And let's see here. He also doesn't like Bill Clinton. Yes. One of, one of the reasons. Why, BJ. Yeah. One of the reasons why Osama bin Laden attacked the United States is because Bill Clinton got a BJ in the White House by Monica Lewinsky. And here was the really interesting part. It was about Benjamin Franklin being anti-Semitic. Now, Benjamin Franklin being anti-Semitic, that is fake news. So I looked up, I was like, was he really anti-Semitic? And apparently there was this thing called the Franklin prophecy that claimed Benjamin Franklin said it, but he didn't. So, so Bin Laden is, he's falsely accusing even Benjamin Franklin of not liking Jewish people. So we cannot trust his claims here. And let's see what else. Basically, he just he hates that we exploit women. Um, I mean, he just he hates everything about a free world. So it's like he just hates America in general. He hates that we gamble. He hates that we use drugs. I mean, he hates libertarians. So why are libertarians siding with Hamas right now? Why are, why are you liking these people that hate you? Well, here's the thing. Some of them are pretending that they're not siding with Hamas mm-hmm. when they really are siding with Hamas. They're trying to pretend like they're like, oh, looking at this from some neutral third party perspective and stuff, which I think is a bullshit lie. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say, OK, that they really are not siding with Hamas. They're mm-hmm. saying both sides are bad. Uh, that's also incorrect because one side is clearly worse than the other. And it's like I had to remind Dave Smith in the debate that Murray Rothbard said, if you in war, one side is almost always more responsible for it than the other. Mm-hmm. And he said and he tried to like play gotcha and say, yeah, but in the article that you're citing, Murray Rothbard picked uh, he was against Israel. I'm like, OK, that's fine. But he picked a side. He was still saying morally that you should pick a side because saying that you just are both both sides are bad. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. You're irrelevant. Your opinion is relevant. And Murray Rothbard encouraged libertarians to be relevant, to pick a side and to say, I think one side is more morally uh, uh, is superior to the other. If you say that Hamas is more morally superior than Israel, just say it. Just have the have the courage to say it. Right. Don't pretend. Don't pretend like you don't care. You don't care and all this kind of stuff, because what we see from a lot of these people is that they they say they don't care. But then every once in a while, like they let it, they let the mask slip and the anti-Semitism comes out. Right. Yeah. And it'll be like, well, if the Jews didn't, they'll, they'll say, oh, the Zionists, usually they'll say Zionists, but then they'll sometimes they'll slip up and say Jews. Yeah, they like. They put Zionists and Jews together. If you're a Jew, you're not necessarily a Zionist. You're not a Zionist. Somebody said yesterday, uh, I love how they accuse, like, they think that you're, like, pulling my strings. 
they go, um, they go, is his wife. The reason why Austin has these views is because his wife is Israeli slash Zionist. I'm Israeli. Well, that's news to me. Neither, neither one of those true are true. You're not Israeli. And, no. you're, and you're not a Zionist. No. Uh, and My family is from Poland and Russia. If anything, I'm Russian. You should really be scared of me now. Right. But it's just so funny to think about you. Like, I mean, it, people who know us yeah. know that like you don't, t I don't tell you what to do. No. But you definitely do not tell me what to do. You don't tell me what to think no, about things. No, I know my lane, people. I let my husband lead. Remember that conversation? Yeah. People need to hear that. Go back. <laughs> that, that conversation went viral and everybody was talking about it for a little I while. Uh, but in regards, let's get back to the, the assignment okay. letter, because I think here's the thing, you know, the libertarians want to say, uh, that, and, and the leftists want to say, they want to point to the invasion and occupation in Iraq and, and our bombing is the only reason that they want to kill us. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot more in there than just that. That is absolutely part of it. And I have a, a bone bones to pick with that of you as well, but there's a lot more in there. Because here's the thing, they're like, they, well, yes, oh, he did hate us for our freedoms, okay, Austin, but they wouldn't attack us if we weren't bombing them. You're a fucking liar. You, abs you, think, that, you think that people wouldn't commit acts of terrorism based on any of these other well, precepts, for example? I can, I can say why. Apparently, they believe in the nation of martyrdom. So that's what they are. The mm -hmm. nation that desires death more than you desire life. Mm -hmm. So... And these people, they feel so secure with their Lord. Mm -hmm. So it's like they want to be with Allah, mm -hmm. even if they're dead mm -hmm. and they don't care. Martyrdom. I mean, that truly is just sacrificing yourself for your Lord. Right, right. So no matter what their reason is, they don't care if they die. But it's another it's another libertarian lie to say that the only reason why they attack us is because we're over there and we're, we've been killing them. That's not true because... That was one of his reasons. He. It's you know we've we've been pissing them off. We've been oppressing them for a long, long time. But maybe we're attacking them and oppressing them because they're attacking us, and they've been attacking us for since the beginning of the American Republic. Need we go back to the Barbary pirates and discuss that? We'll get into that in a moment. But here's the here's the problem: is that the the it's I want to focus on them for a moment on the libertarian lie that the only reason that they are attacking us is because we're over there and we've been bombing Iraq, etc. That might be part of it. I'm not saying it's not. But what I'm saying that is important to understand in context is to say, even if we weren't doing all of that, mm -hmm. to assume that people won't commit acts of terrorism for all of the other reasons that he listed there it is to ignore all of the other acts of terrorism that have been committed by groups that were never bombed or occupied or invaded. Sure. So, for example, the Kyoto Protocol. Remember the Kyoto yes, Protocol? Yes, he did cite the Kyoto Protocol. So apparently, I didn't know about this, but Osama bin Laden is an environmentalist. He yes. really cares about pollution. I, I basically, I said yes. yesterday. Uh, that, I'm sorry, he's dead. Yes, well, I, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I basically said yesterday, I was like that Osama bin Laden is just spicy Greta Thunberg. Uh-huh. Um, because... You. Because his, uh, he, he was really angry at the West for our corporations polluting. He wanted us to sign the, the Kyoto Protocol. He wanted mm -hmm. us to be part of like the International Climate Accords. And to think that, okay, so let's say we weren't bombing all those. Do you think Osama bin Laden would have attacked us if he thought that we were eco-terrorists? Yes, yes. There have been plenty of, of times when eco-terrorists have committed acts of terrorism 
when they weren't bombed or occupied or attacked, they, it wasn't anything just for the simple fact that they're a bunch of a bunch of left wing fascists. I mean, look at what these environmentalist people do. Like they sit in front of trucks and riot yes, and whatnot. Exactly. I mean, they're capable of violence just for the sake of the environment. I just posted a, a story today about uh, a hospital that was complaining because environmental activists were blocking roads. Mm -hmm. And there, uh, this was just this morning I posted this, actually. Uh, here, here's the story. Um, <clears throat> UCSF says that multiple organs in transit for multiple patients were delayed amid the massive backup at the San Francisco Bay Bridge caused by protesters. Multiple organs in transit <laughs> for multiple patients. There's a time limit on that. Yeah, there is a time limit on that. Yeah. So are you going to tell me to my face, libertarians and leftists, are you going to tell me to my face that people aren't willing to kill other people for their environmental message? That, oh, the only reason why they did 9-11 is just because we're attacking them over there? Even if I gave you that, it's you're still ignoring all of these other points. Oh, he this is quite a long letter. Osama bin Laden I mean, hated us for our libertarianism. He hated us for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, any form of success. He hates us that we um what is it that we do interest loans? Usury. Usury. Credit cards. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean he hates Nazis hate that too. So if you're if you're like a right wing Nazi, for example, mm -hmm. like one of the reasons why right wing Nazis are such big fans of bin Laden as well, mm -hmm. and a lot of them like, you know, who run in these circles, the anti Semitic the anti Semitic right, if you will, is they hate the Jews for usury because the Jews charge everyone else interest but each other. Oh yeah, we do have interest free loans. I've never used those before. Okay. Well then you're free of the of the curse of Messiah. Whatever it is, don't use it. Don't use it. So you, so you charge me the goy, the goyam on your Shabbos goy, Stephanie. Oh my God, controlling me. I thought it was just really weird that Osama bin Laden was like connecting with our founding fathers, because obviously in this letter he's talking about Benjamin Franklin and connecting with him on being anti-Semitic. But then in the other letter he wrote more recently, he was talking about Thomas Paine and how he admires Thomas Paine. And it's just like, dude, don't bring our founding fathers into this. And it's because he's trying to make us have a revolution. He's saying we're choosing to be in the government that we're in in America. He's saying and that so we're, we're, that we're, to blame. we're targets. Look, we, we civilians mm -hmm. are legitimate targets because we pay taxes. Yeah, we're compliant mm -hmm. here in this. We're making this happen and we could do something about it, which I think is why all of these protesters are, you know, going wild in Washington, D.C. and stuff. They're like trying to create a revolution because that's like what Osama bin Laden is calling for. Yep. They're like, you know, you need to speak up to your government, fight for what's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really I've never read Mein Kampf, but I would imagine Mein Kampf is very similar to this. Yes, it, it is. I mean, and, and like the anti-war people are really mad at me for saying this. But one of the reasons why Osama bin Laden hated uh, uh, the United States is the same reason that, that uh, Adolf Hitler hated the United States was because of Jewish capitalism. Mm -hmm. Adolf Hitler hated Jew, um, Jewish Marxism. And J Jewish capitalism, although towards the end of his life, he actually started to sympathize more with with Marxism as a system. Obviously, he thought that it could be divorced from its anti-Semitic portion, but he mm. was a socialist. 
but he hated Jewish capitalism with its what he called unfair wages and salaries. I've got several of his quotes from that. But um, but the libertarians are trying to call me out like this is like a, some cartoon ideal of it stuff. Listen, guys, like I, I, I'm not sitting around like doing drugs and watching Liberty Lockpod at 2 a.m. in the morning. I, I, I've read books on this and I know socialists and socialism. And I think a big part of the problem with libertarian foreign policy is that not only is it woke, but it really is like it is full blown Marxist foreign policy points that a lot of them have come from Soviet Russia, for example. And I think a lot of libertarians have been unfortunately captured and have become useful idiots for foreign powers. And many of them now yeah. buying into Osama bin Laden's propaganda, which is sad, well, sad about that. I mean, honestly, the vibes I was getting from these TikTok videos from these people telling us to read the Osama bin Laden letter to America. Mm -hmm. I felt like these were like white monkeys. So white monkeys are basically American people that go to, is it just China or is it any country? Uh, it could be any country, but like specifically like the white monkey job is like a humiliating job for an American to <laughs> prop up a former, uh, like, uh, like the, the Chinese jobs. Tell them, tell them what right. it is. Yeah. So basically, so if you're a white monkey, then you get paid by China usually. So these people go to China and then they purposely spread propaganda that's making China look good. So they're like, oh, look, here I am on the streets of China. Everybody's happy. Everybody's eating. You know, nobody's in work camps. What are you talking about? And so that was the vibe I was getting from these TikTok videos where these people, it almost seems scripted. It was like scripted propaganda. And I don't know if it's like, you know, Hamas is paying for this or something. But like all of these people were saying the same kind of thing. And it just sounded sus to me because I'm just like, what tell you to tell everybody to read this letter? I mean, it came out so long ago. Why are you just now popularizing it? So a lot of people weird. were a lot of people were suggesting yesterday that it might have been time to coincide with Xi Jinping's visit to the United States here with when Joe Biden sure. and him were meeting yesterday. And it, it was it's possible that TikTok, in order to sow discord here in the United States, took some of those videos and helped them to trend in order to embarrass the United States, which certainly it is embarrassing to see people going out there and, you know, being Americans and saying, oh, my God, you guys just got my nails done and read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Right. And it's I mean, it's endlessly embarrassing, too, to hear libertarians like repeating like Soviet propaganda and Chinese yeah. propaganda. and. Islamic terrorist propaganda as well in order to suit their agenda. It's kind of like you don't have to lie to like to advocate for limited government principles because limited government principles, you can defend them without having to defend evil, right? In order like there's this whole unfortunate um, scheme, I think. And, you know, Scott Horton, I think, who is responsible for most of this is a former Marxist. He has even said I, I think that uh, that that is why there is that Marxist influence in libertarian foreign policy, mm. because they they have bought into the Noam Chomsky view of history, which Osama bin Laden was a big fan of Noam Chomsky and mm. agreed with Noam Chomsky. Howard Zinn was a man who wrote, uh, I think it was at uh, the the history of the people's history of the United States is a book by Howard Zinn, which is all communist Marxist foreign policy. It's all colonializer and oppressor, oppressor and oppressed. And libertarians have really bought into that. And I think a lot of it comes from like the antiwar.com institute. And I suspect, although I have no evidence for at the moment, mm -hmm. but I suspect many of them might actually be being paid by outside interests, that they are being controlled sure. or manipulated. 
Uh, and you know, when oh, you, that doesn't you, surprise me. I think a lot of people are being paid right now mm -hmm. for all sorts of things. We've got plants. Yeah, we do everywhere. We do. You know, it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's. It's naive to assume that foreign governments uh, aren't engaging in sophisticated spy techniques here in the United States, paying white monkeys here in mm -hmm. the United States, or at least supporting their work. Like one of the things that um, that the government will do, for example, there was this artist, uh, the, the United States during did this during the Cold War, and this is confirmed. Uh -huh. But during the Cold War, the United States actually subsidized artists, American artists, oh. as a way to counter Soviet art. Mm -hmm. um, and I just read this article a couple of weeks ago. I forget which uh, art forms, or it might have been abs abstract impressionism. Uh -huh. But but um, the the United States CIA actually funded artists here in the United States and didn't know that the artists didn't know they thought they were getting grants from like these these institutions that were just like, oh, we think your art is great. But it was really the CIA trying to prove the greatness of American art. And you're naive oh if you goodness. think that like foreign governments don't do stuff like that here in the United States. Like, yeah. like the, if you think Ch China doesn't manipulate TikTok in order to advance like those kinds of ideals, propaganda to get Americans to hate the United States, you're naive. Yeah, that's another thing too. So apparently TikTok is now taking down those videos of those people who are advertising the letter. Mm -hmm. But they're also saying that there weren't as many videos as we think there were mm -hmm. on this subject, which makes me think it's kind of, again, like that whole, how many airplane crashes yeah. are there kind of mentality. It's like, if you see one video of an airplane crash, you're going to think airplane crashes happen all the time. And so right. it's like we saw a handful of these videos about these letters, but that's about all we saw. Mm -hmm. So then we're assuming, oh, my gosh, it's going viral. Mm -hmm. You know, I know this one person with like a few million followers, you know, she was talking about the letter. So that's probably why it got so many views because she has such a big following. But I really don't know if the letter was truly loved by that many people here in America. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting conversation. And were, were there any more points that Osama bin Laden made that you wanted to share? Um, I did not screen capture any more thoughts. I just, if I were President Clinton, <laughs> I would be feel pretty darn bad about myself. I'd be like, oh my God, did he seriously crash planes into the World Trade Center because I got a BJ. Well, well and here's the thing. So <laughs> I mean. obviously Osama bin Laden is a liar, right? Yeah. He, he, so he, he lied about uh, Benjamin Franklin. He spread fake news about Benjamin Franklin being mm -hmm. anti-Semitic. So what else is he lying about, right? Probably lying about a lot in there, but he's exactly. probably he's probably telling the truth about the fact that he does want to kill us because of things like gambling, yeah. usury he also drugs he, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he you know what else he hated our separation of church and state he did yes he believes that we all need to be muslim yes he By thinks force. that needs to be the religion of the land so mm. if you all are cool with that i mean go support hamas right right but it, so it's a libertarian lie to suggest that the islamic terrorists don't hate us for our freedoms mm -hmm. or that they wouldn't attack us even if we're not attacking them they yeah. absolutely would. We watched the Barbary Pirate video last night. We did. Oh, it was it was a lot of information. So I struggled with comprehending. <laughs> <laughs> Do well with videos that don't okay. have any pictures okay, to go so along with it, a like a little game. reenactment. This will be a fun game, and then we'll move on to uh, Donald Trump dominating in the polls. I'm gonna lose the game. Okay, here's the game. All right, Steffi, explain what happened in the with the Barbary Pirates and the war, but with Thomas Jefferson versus the Pirates. 
to the best of your recollection from all the information that you got? Oh, my God. Here we go. Do your best. I don't know. I mean, these people were like on a boat and then they they found the pirates and there were like nine people going up against 30 pirates. Mm-hmm. And they were kept going to all these different countries. I have no idea. They went to Tripoli. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty close. Uh but yeah, it's just why why do, do you remember what? do you remember why they called the Marines, the US Marines, the the leathernecks? No. Because they wore leather on their necks. <laughs> my my comprehension is horrible, you guys. I'm a very hands-on learner. Like I need to literally be in the boat with the pirates in order to remember no, this kind of you just, stuff. You need to read that book that I've got. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson and the and the Tripolitan Wars and the Barbary Pirates. It's a no. really good book. It's a good primer for People who don't know a whole lot. It's by Brian Kilmeade. It's a great book. It talks about Stephen Decatur and the they they had a um an ocean operation and they had a land operation. They sent the Marines on the shore. The Marines got a whole bunch of Greek mercenaries and they went and they mounted a, an assault on the king of the pirates and eventually they won. So anyways, mm. long story. Yeah, Austin's been really quizzing me a lot. He's been quizzing me every week in karate and we're doing this like tree pose and he's like, What is it called, Stephanie? in front of the whole class. And every week I'm like, I don't remember. And I'm like, I think it's something dashi. And then finally, now I know it's Sarupi dashi. Yes. And now, oh, uh, God, wait, there you go. Finally. Finally on the show, wait, I remember wait, wait, wait. it Wrong. when we're outside of karate class. You gotta remember that tomorrow morning. He um, really keeps me on my toes. I also make you do more push ups and sit ups than everybody else in I class. I know. He's like, he's like, new people do five push ups, Stephanie 20. You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, because you can. I literally I have this scab on my finger because we were punching the bag and literally my scab like broke open and started bleeding while I was doing push ups. I mean, this is hardcore. This is just crazy hard stuff. You don't want to mess with my wife. She will kick your ass. She will punch your face in. Good morning. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Click the like button. Have you done that yet? If you haven't, we'd love to have your support. Click subscribe as well. If it's your first time watching the show today, we'd love to have have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Next week, we're going to be out. So I will be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday will be gone. So uh, Thanksgiving holiday and the day after, no Wake Up America show on Thursday and Friday. I'm taking a nice couple of days off. How dare you? Don't give me that, Greta. I mean, a.k.a. Osama. Um, but we'll be taking those two days off for vacation time, which we're looking forward to, but I will be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So set your calendars by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Steffi, uh, what else do we got? What are, what's the next on the, um, topic list here? Well, we were going to talk about, I know Trump, but is that really the next topic? Well, I've got more topics We've there, got a lot right? Of topics Target I need thefts, to get to our... right? Oh yeah, Target. Did you see this story? So, so this I did. is. I read it. What did you think about this? So, Target CEO claims okay. that the customers are saying a big thank you yeah. for locking up merchandise. They're fighting theft at their stores by locking up everyday items. The CEO says customers are saying thank you. Because merchandise is in stock, Target has reportedly said theft is cutting into its profits at a time when it has struggled to grow sales. Your reaction? I mean, I just went to Target the other day, and I didn't really see very much stuff locked up. I think it's because we live in Jefferson City. <laughs> you know, you know what, trying, what are you trying to town. say there? What we are you don't to have say? crime here. Racist, racist. Um, but anyways... Yeah, I mean, if things are behind a a locked area, like I know sometimes, what is it, razors go behind a locked area or like obviously guns go behind a locked area at like stores like Walmart, for example. 
So it is annoying to wait for a person to come help you to get it out. I'd rather just go to a place where I can just grab it off the shelf. So I know people are saying, you know, you're losing sales because your stuff is behind a wall and we can't get it. So we're just leaving. So, I mean, I wonder if they're keeping those black Santas in the wheelchairs behind glass. <laughs> you know, those are hot commodities. I mean, I can imagine. I'm sure those are flying off oh, the shelves. Oh, I'm sure in Seattle. The paraplegic oh, yeah, black Portland. Santa Clauses. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. And especially the, the unicorn nutcracker, you know, the <laughs> The gay rainbow. nutcracker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those are the things you should really have behind the glass. You know, keep those razors. <laughs> Keep the toothpaste, mm-hmm. you know, keep it all out there for us to take, put in mm-hmm. our bags. Yes. Good morning. Oh, good yeah. morning to CJ824 <laughs> joining us here live. Andy Opperman dropped five bucks in the tip jar. Say so we say thank you. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are so grateful. You're practicing that gratitude for Thanksgiving. Uh, he says, I utterly reject the enforced righteousness of any religion without choice. There is no virtue. Wow. That's right. Well, that's a great point. That's Andy. right. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to practice how you want. Just don't bug me. Steffi's playing the dog whistle, they say. I think one of the reasons why customer, why Target is actually losing their value is because of the the gay nutcrackers and the weird child LGBT tuck swimsuits and all that stuff. I mean, it might also be because of their policies on theft, but I highly doubt it. And I mean, too, it's like, sure, I go to Target sometimes for clothes and for like little grocery items, but... They don't have as big of a grocery section as what I would like there to be. Yeah, I mean, I tend to go to Walmart or to the expensive. grocery store to have that. Right. It's it's all, you know, just very high price specialty items. Right. So, I mean, that's mostly why I don't shop there. I'd rather go somewhere and get lower priced goods. It's mm-hmm. not because anything's behind a, a glass wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's. it's time for us to move on. But before we do, I want to talk. Thank you very much for that little dance break. We appreciate our friends at Alert Capital. They're the ones who help make this show happen, as well as supporters like you, too. So thank you very much. Absolutely. All righty. Let's see. Let's see. But uh, Donald Trump, let's move on to this. This is with the 2024 presidential election. The two primary contests are currently blowouts. Former President Trump leads the GOP nomination race with the backing of a record 62% of Republican primary voters. This is the highest one yet. That translates to a roughly 50-point gap between Trump and Ron DeSantis at 14%, Nikki Haley at 11%, Vivek at 7%, Christy at 3%, and Asa Hutchinson at 1%, trailing even further. Vivek at 7%. He's just not as known, right? DeSantis is is bigger, more celebrity, and has also had real governing experience. And Nikki Haley's been governor of South Carolina, and she was an ambassador to the UN. She's also well-known. And the the thing about DeSantis and Haley, if you think about it, so DeSantis's people, they, everybody has a, like a second pick, right? If you're, if Mm. your pick drops out, who do you go to? Oh, sure. Ron DeSantis's people go to Trump. Okay. Haley's people do not. Who do they go to? So Tim Scott? They go <laughs> probably Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Well, my sister loves Nikki Haley and she's a Democrat. So yes, that makes sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so this the thing is, is that people like they would make they might be they would be mistaken if they assumed that if Nikki Haley drops out, that Ron DeSantis would all of a sudden uh, you know, you know, jump up in the polls, or if Ron DeSantis jump if, and here's the thing, Ron DeSantis's people, they go to Trump. Nikki Haley's people go to Joe Biden. 
So if Ron DeSantis drops out, all that does is make Trump's support even stronger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Right. Because yes, a lot of DeSantis true. people are former Trump supporters. They just they think that DeSantis has done a better job at governing and they think that, you know, Trump comes with baggage and he's lost elections and that it's time to move on. Yeah, I don't deny that Trump will be the eventual nominee if mm-hmm. he's allowed to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he hasn't really presented himself very much in these debates mm-hmm. at all. So so if he is the guy, I, I think he will be nominated. But I'm still skeptical about him going against the Democrats. If he lost once, who's to say he won't lose again? Mm-hmm. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. So there was no audio during that uh, gold ad. (laughs) I don't know. For some reason, like, you know what it is? It's just every once in a while, the audio resets in in all of the scenes. And you have to, and I have like 20 different scenes here. Like, so it like, I have to go through each one. Let's so do it. Yeah. Let's redo it, guys. Come no, on. They know. They know the number Take to call. Two. It okay. was on the screen. Can, I just want to tell you guys my story. I was talking to my mom last night. And she was talking about her investments and how she has one. She said BlackRock, actually. She said that one is like pretty volatile. It's more risky for her. And I was like, you know, mom, that's why I like my comfy things like gold and bonds. And so anyway, so I always fall back on my gold because it always makes me feel super warm and fuzzy inside. There you go. Okay. And for those, (laughs) it's going to be hell cutting the audio for this later, but there'll be so many big gaps. Um, anyways, back to it's a moment of silence. We'll just take lots of moments of silence today. Exactly. But and here's the thing, like, if you look at the other candidates in the race, so for Vivek, for example, if Vivek drops out of the race, his 7%, where do you think his 7% goes? Oh, of course, Trump. He loves Trump. Yeah, he's gonna vote for him. He's gonna have all his people vote for him. Exactly. So, so then Donald Trump's support goes, if any of these candidates drop out, the only person who dropping out would would like help would, would hurt Trump would probably be Nikki Haley mm-hmm. because Chris Christie, his 3%. Yeah. They might be never Trumpers. I mean, if, if Chris Christie drops out, maybe Nikki Haley's support goes up 12, 13 to, to match Ron DeSantis at 14%, mm-hmm. but we're, it, it's going to be Trump. It's going to be May. It's going to be Donald Trump. It's going to be Donald Trump. You better start getting used to it. Right. So, but here's the thing. Can, can he beat Joe Biden is, no. is the question. Right. I'm not confident. Uh, well, disapproval of Biden is at all time highs among men, 63%. Voters yeah. under age 45, 62. Hispanics, 60%. Voters with a college degree, 57%. Black voters, 41%. Most of these groups are key to Biden's reelection, but that might just be, they might be open to an alternative. So, I mean, the last election, did the poll show that Trump was going to win? Boy, I don't I know. know it's but hard to I, I really but don't I'm remember. Just saying, I, I really take polls with a grain of salt mm-hmm. because what people say and then what they do at the voting polls is very different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't I don't trust people. Yes, I don't either. Uh, I, and I don't know I, when it comes to like, can he beat Joe Biden? I think if the election were held today, he probably would. Hmm. But I don't know that. I don't. A lot can change between now and November of next year. A year, one year. I will say, gas prices are going down. I got it for two ninety nine. We saw it for even lower. So if Biden continues to lower prices, which is very convenient timing here, people are going to like him more. He's gonna he's gonna pull the right tricks at the right time. Trust me. 
Uh, Quest Fanning dropped a buck in the trip jar. Another Thank you, Quest. One. Thank you. Oh my gosh, he says you. Franny wanted to say hi to Steph. Franny, hi. Hi, Fran. Nice oh, to talk. I miss your family. Your family is the sweetest ever. We hope to you see you again real soon. You all do not have a mean bone in your body. We hope to see you again all, all again real soon. CJ824, she's one of our new friends. Yes. She joins us and says the only way that Trump loses is with massive fraud. They won't be able to do it like last time without mass mail-out ballots. See, my argument is that the, the Republicans have got to get on the mass ballot train. They've got to start doing the whole absentee mail-in ballots, sure. voter b ballot harvesting, stuff ballots. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Get it to the, to the <laughs> veterans in the nursing homes. I mean, just go bring the ballots over to all the old conservative people. Mm -hmm. Camelia says she got gas for $2.59 last nice. night. Wow, see? nice. Biden is working for you. Yeah, see, there you go. You're going to vote for Joe Biden, aren't you, Camelia? Right. She's got a, She's got Trump derangement syndrome, though. Right. She has like she has like stage three, so I would say, out of three out of for? ten, three out of ten Trump. No, she'd she'd vote for Trump. Oh, okay. But it's she's got a little TDS, not mm -hmm. like Joe Walsh level ten TDS, <laughs> but she's got a little she's got a little bit a little case. She's like got the sniffles. Trump shows up or on her screen and she's just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Trump really doesn't bug me that much. I think he's just, he's a jerk. Uh, yeah, know? but he's also but hilarious. He's fine. But speaking of being a jerk, didn't we have this conversation last night when I was when we were talking about foreign policy a little bit, that I was like, it's better to be a bit, or maybe we were talking about therapy. Um, it's better to be a bit of an asshole than to be a pushover. Yes, I was talking to you about relationships mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. how men need to set boundaries in their relationships or uh, yes. women are going to push them all over the place same as foreign policy right uh, uh no uh, it, yes uh, stephanie it's um it, it's the thing is is that like you guys get a lot of crap like i get a lot of crap people are like like austin he's so uh abrasive and he's a jerk and he's an asshole and he's arrogant he's egotistical and all this kind of stuff and it's like you have to understand i wish that i could be nice <laughs> there's a nice person inside of me there really is. he was nice before the age of like 18 yeah yeah of course well well here's the thing i was a pushover yeah i was a pushover actually there's a really good tupac video about this i feel like i had like the tupac trajectory um i'll, I'll find that tupac Puck. video you're my Pac. yeah uh, oh. women, nice guys. Yeah, I'm your, uh, you're my Jada Pinkett. Oh, yeah. Tupac, fantasize about you. Tupac on being nice to women. I found it. Yes, this is great. I'm going to play a Tupac video here in just a second. But uh, before I do, I'm going to explain this to you. Um, the, the thing about like being, a, a, it's better to be a little bit mean, not a lot mean, but a little bit mean, mm -hmm. a little bit aggressive, a little bit arrogant, a little bit um, uh, assertive, mm -hmm. if you will, that it's better to be a little bit that than to be a little bit pushover. Oh, absolutely. Because people will take advantage of you. Definitely. Absolutely. You don't realize it, but you do kind of look down on betas naturally. Yeah, everybody As does. women. Women especially mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And guess who uh, agreed with that view? Uh, Tupac Shakur. Guys speak to women with this much respect and i deplore that my mother is just told i grew up my mother raised me so i have this much respect for women and i and we i fight often because of that and it gives me a lot of friends i mean uh, i get a lot of friends because but i also i get a lot of friends because i have respect for women ultra respect for women 
But then, like, I, I, was, I was liking this girl in, in town, and, um, and I'm extra nice, you know, extra gentle, man. I'm extra just like, oh, you're beautiful, and you deserve the best. And she told me I was too nice. I couldn't believe it. We, we, it wouldn't work because I was too nice. That was the ultimate stab in the back. So I went through a week of just going, forget it, I'm just going to be like them. Because they seem to get the girls, and they're, they're, they call girls the B word, you know, and they smack and beat, and they're, get, they're getting girls. And I'm going, peace, and I think you're beautiful. And, I'm, and they're going, well, I like him because he's masculine. I'm masculine. I mean, and with the guys, I'm trying, and like yesterday he was cursing, and I was like, don't curse. And he got mad at me because I told him not to curse. But what I'm, my plan is that if I keep telling girls not to let them call you these names, and I keep telling, if I keep saying it, it's going to catch on because the girls won't allow them to be their boyfriend if they're going to speak to them like that, and they're going to want me. So in order to not get them to go with me, they're going to have to change, and that's how they change. So I'll be the scapegoat, no problem, as long as it changes. So, so that's how he started. That's how he was sweet. Yes. So cool. Yes. But he learned his lesson. Guy, once you marry them. But it's like at first he can't show all his sweetness. Right. That's kind of how it is. I can get Tupac because there's Tupac's transformation. So I can get it. Because this much respect for women and and we I fight often because of that. I get a lot of friends because I have respect for women. Ultra respect for women. And I'm extra nice, you know, extra gentleman. I'm extra just like, oh, you're beautiful and you deserve the best. And she told me I was too nice. It wouldn't work because I was too nice. Well, it really ain't as big as everybody make it, you know? Even the females know it's bitches. Females don't even hang with females, you know what I'm saying? So now, when these hoes get horny, niggas die. Hoes get horny, niggas die. Watch, every time, every funeral you go to, it's a bitch that was horny the night before. So you need to start checking these bitches, keep your dicking. Niggas need to go back to the OG penitentiary days and start jacking off. If you fucking with a cool fiend. Uh, uh, sorry for the language there, but um, he's right though. I I do not like girls. I was always wanting to be friends with guys my whole life. Guys are just so non-judgmental, so chill. I mean, they'll keep your secrets. It's it's just such a comfortable relationship. Whereas girls, it's like, ugh, you really got to watch every word you say to them. Yes, yes. So Tupac had that transformation. Where he started out, he's like, she said I was too nice. She said I was too nice. And then, I, you know, I didn't, he didn't get it. And then he realized what he needed to do. And I've told you this story. I saw the exact same thing happen when I was in high school. I was at that age, 18 years old, mm -hmm. that I was like, I saw guys mistreating women. And I was at this summer camp with our, our buddies. And we were like, you know what? We're going to do an experiment this week. We're going to be the biggest holes to women. We're going to be, we're going to be rude. We're going to be obnoxious. We're going to be arrogant. We're going to be egotistical. And it was, I swear to God, it was like night and day. It oh, yeah. was like, it was like we had flipped a switch mm -hmm. where all of a sudden our fortunes with women changed. That's a bit jading to have that happen to you. You get a little cynical, but oh, yeah. you just have to accept like, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's the reality. But that also works not just in dating and relationships. It also works in the real world. Like, you know, it's yes. it's good to be diplomatic and it's good to be friendly and have good relationships with people. But here's the reason why Donald Trump is the preferred candidate for the Republican Party. Because nobody with Trump. Oh, no. You don't with Trump. Mm -mm. You can. And people try. And certainly some people have done so successfully. But for the most part, 
Is that the type of guy that you really want to cross? Right. It's like, just think about who you're going to vote for as who would you want to come to the door at night when there's a bad person there? Mm-hmm. Would you want Trump to go to the door and fight that person off? Or would you want Biden? Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine those two scenarios. Biden would be like, he would like barely know where he is. Yes. Whereas Trump would be like, don't F with me. Well, it's, so it's like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So I, I, I believe like, I, I kind of believe that if Donald Trump was president of the United States still, that Russia and Ukraine, that may not have gone down. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I even think it's possible that the conflict between Israel and Hamas might not have gone down. Sure. Because Donald Trump projected an air of American strength. Right. There's there's he something to be said for that. With these other countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't he talking to Korea? Mm-hmm. Even? Yes. He was talking to everybody. Yes. Uh, I, I I mean, listen, it's it, it's peace through strength. Mm-hmm. Right. When when people fear you, it's better that it's better to be feared than loved. Mm-hmm. Right. People it, love is a fickle emotion. People can love you one day and then hate you and want to destroy you the next. Right. Yeah. And we see this with celebrities all of the time. But if people are a little bit afraid of you, they're much more likely to bend to your will. You may not like this, libertarian doves out there, but this is true whether you like it or not. But if you want to get your way in the world, in business and in politics and in in uh, anywhere, if you get ahead, you want to be able to ensure that people don't cross you. People don't with you they don't mess with you because they're afraid to they should mm-hmm. be afraid people That's... should be afraid to attack you violently on the street because yeah. you project there's this thing that we used to learn in, in martial arts and then i want to let you respond okay. we learn in karate situational awareness one not knowing not like to be in a situation where you might be attacked but when i walk down the streets of new york city in dangerous neighborhoods by myself at night and i had to, for whatever reason off my chest up look like look bigger than i was and i walked like i was not to be with I walked like I was the type of person that if you tried to cross me, I was going to hurt you. I didn't have shoulders slumped or anything like that. Threat displays are an important part of self-defense. Go ahead, Stephanie. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, that's why I think Jewish people are so capitalistic and so successful is because they're very much no nonsense in terms of their personality. If you ever hear them talk, they're usually like yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, we don't take BS. You know, we don't care what you think of us. You know, it's like we're just thinking about the game plan here. Right. You're going to so have your traditions. That's how it is. Right. You're going to have your traditions and you're mm-hmm. not going to convert to Christianity and you're not going to believe in in Jesus as the son of God because you were pressured to by whoever. And you're certainly not going to do to back down that when the Muslims suggest that, you know, you should die for not converting to Islam. I also speaking of Islam, it was funny that, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden, he was he was actually trying to kind of butter up Christians against Jews. By, in his letter? In his letter, yeah. He was trying to butter up Christians against Jews because okay. they say, he says, the he was talking about the heresy of the Jews who reject Jesus, uh-huh. but the Muslims see Jesus as a prophet. Yes, yes. I, I definitely hear that a lot mm-hmm. where um, people are like, yeah, you know, all these religions believe in Jesus, but Jews don't. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard that people say Jews really don't like Jesus, like they think negative things about him. And I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I've never learned anything you bad would about like, him. You but... would like Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you would I like really him. like his values. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's like, he's a very Steffi friendly, Steffi friendly thing. A lot of people think that like Jesus, uh, especially Jesus's mom, 
was a, a big marketing ploy because uh, they wanted to soften the the church and Christian Christianity was a religion that was the the slave religion of the 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 Roman slaves, mm -hmm. and that's how it initially spread as a secret religion uh, amongst slaves. And so that's why it's very focused on humility and being humble and sort of like you know the weak put you know supporting the weak against the strong and it tears you know Jesus kind of talks smack about rich people and things. Uh, but then it, it's um, in regards to, you know, Islam, Islam sees Jesus as a prophet and Christianity sees him as the son of God and Jews see him as a liar. And so therefore, well, I think we just see him as he's not the Messiah, which means that he was a liar. Mm, sure, sure. Right. And so yeah. and so it's interesting to see Christians getting really mad at Ben Shapiro over this. Daily Wire. Right. I know Candace there was a Owens. video about him talking about Jesus. He's like, recently. I'm not. A, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, but he's like, I don't believe that Jesus was real. I'm a Jew. Like newsflash. He's like, I'm not trying to be pedantic or like, I'm not trying to like make fun or anything like that. But he's like, but you should know this already that like I am Jewish, which means that I don't believe. Oh, here it is. Actually, I have the video here. Christians were like trying to do that, like post this as like an own mm -hmm. to uh, Ben Shapiro. Like, oh, they get they're like, look how look what he says about our Jesus, which I understand, but you know that, and that is where anti-Semitism comes from in, in uh, from the Christian tradition. Take a listen. That I hate Jesus. Okay, I'm a Jew. I don't believe in Jesus. News. I don't mean to be facetious about this, but like this is obvious that I don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You see, like I have a hat. It says the whole thing. Like truly. With that said. I'm really, really glad that Christians do, like really glad that Christians do. I employ tons of Christians. I've given them the freedom and the platform to share their faith. And that's supposed to be like some kind of gotcha or something like that because he's, because he's calling out Candace Owens for being dishonest. And she's made a lot of like basic mistakes in covering the Israel versus mm -hmm. like Hamas conflict. So she kind of fell back on like her Christianity to like defend her, to like calling Christians to defend her because her Jewish boss is calling her out for her bullshit. And so she's like, oh, he's attacking me because I'm a Christian. Right, and so she's right. posting Bible verses and stuff. With it's the whole all, God is king or Jesus yes, is king thing. It's yes. all so stupid. Yes. I mean, it's just dumb to hate each other for religious purposes. They it's don't like, they don't believe that though, Stephanie. Like we look at it this because we're secular. Mm -hmm. We look at it from outside and we're like, Jesus. But like literally. But, yes, exactly. <laughs> but I mean it's it's like I since obviously I we are like we're like Ben Shapiro. We don't believe in Jesus. Yeah. Right. We, uh, duh, we're secular. I'm a secular humanist. Okay. So obviously I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in Yah Yahweh or Yeshua or Hashem. Is it the Jewish? Yeshua apparently is Yeshua the is name Jesus. that they had for Jesus, which really is right. Joshua. Right, right, right. Yes. And, and that's correct. That's the Christian God. But the, the Hebrew God is. Oh, Hashem. Hashem. And the Muslim God is Allah, Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. And Jesus was a prophet. Right? Yes. So, anyways. Uh, but I, like you said, Ben Shapiro says he's glad Christians follow someone who preached love and helping your fellow man. And he employs tons of Christians. And I certainly I like Christianity a lot better than I like Islam. It's like for me, I rank the world's religions and how libertarian they are. Jews are the most libertarian. Christians are the second most libertarian. And then you got Muslims way down here as the one of the least libertarian religions. I wonder if Buddhism is more libertarian. It is to an extent, yeah. right? It is, it is, right? So it's it, it's um it's interesting to see all of people's opinions in the chat too. Uh Shapiro is annoying, says Blue Drake. I think he's done good things and he's a youthful member of the right, but he's a smug, pretentious, you know what? A lot of people say the same hey, thing about me. You won't get past him, though, right? He's a tough cookie. Exactly. And that's why he's successful. Exactly. Again, 
you, if you can can't hate, beat them, join them. Yeah, you can hate all you day, all day long, but uh, but every a lot of people listen to him and uh, and agree with him. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that being in the majority makes you right. No, because certainly, like you know, people have been ganging up on me for my foreign policy views lately, but they're all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so sign of Joni says Ben's not as smart as he thinks. Never cared for Candace either, so this is all kind of funny. I get you very much. Mm-hmm. All right, so 143 people watching us right now live. Good morning. Great. Hello. Do me a favor, will you? Click the like button while you're there and subscribe to the channel so you can come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. Next week will be Monday through Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we appreciate CJ824 asking, is AP a Christian? I was. I was raised a Christian. Uh, I read the Bible six times and I walked away from my faith when I was about, I would say, officially walked away around 22. Um, I stopped going to church when I was 18 years old. Um, and, um, but it was around 22, 23 that I read Sam Harris's letter to a Christian nation. And that's when I really started for a while. I considered myself to be an atheist, like a hard atheist. But then I realized over the years that, that I'm making, even though you can't disprove a negative, I also can't prove that there is no gods, right? So I think it's an intellectually honest position to say, that I'm agnostic because I cannot prove that there is no God. Mm-hmm. I also cannot prove that Muhammad was not God. I can't prove Muhammad was not God. I can't prove Buddha was not God. I can't prove that that Harry Potter was not real. I can't prove that if something doesn't exist, how do you prove it isn't real? Right. There's no there's no evidence to prove something that isn't real isn't real. But I but I also actively don't believe, right? I don't I don't pine for a higher power. I don't have a what they call a God-shaped hole in my heart, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't replace my belief in government, or my God, with a belief in government. I'm as equally susceptible. I'm as equally skeptical of gods as I am of kings. Mm-hmm. So I'm a secular humanist that happens to be a libertarian. Many secular humanists replace God with government. Yeah, right. They become communists or Marxists. But I happen to believe in the scientific view of of nature. Uh, and I happen to believe also that in regards to politics and human nature, that we should have a limited government to allow for the maximum human flourishing and that free market capitalism is the best way to order society so that people can flourish. And I'm also pro-life because I believe in the intrinsic value of life. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'd be fascinated to hear Austin and JBP talk about Christianity. Well, you know, that is interesting. Peterson? Jordan Peterson, yeah, yeah. I think that would be interesting too because he's actually sympathetic to the um, skeptic position in regards. To, he's a Christian, but mm-hmm. but it's not like he's not like a lot of uh, Christians, and he's just like, "Hey, you're going to hell. You're going to just you need to change your views. You're this is evil. It's Satan." He's more like he's more of an intellectual about it, which I well, actually appreciate that because I think you can have better conversations with that than people who are just like, "You will convert or perish." It's very Osama bin Laden. You know what I mean? Like join or die, that yeah. kind of stuff. I, I that that's the kind of stuff that makes me go, all right, I'm, 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 I'd rather die. Like kill me, please. I would want to have a discussion with what's his mm-hmm. name, Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Religulous. Religulous. Yes, yes. Religulous, and I think it, it is an epic movie mm-hmm. because it just shows the hypocrisy in all religions. For sure, for sure. Blue Trike says, "Where does the inherent value of human life come from?" That's a really good question. What you're really talking about there is secular ethics. Uh, and uh, I combine Nicomachean ethics with philosophy. So the question is, where does philosophy come from? Well, it comes from humans. Humans, when humans invented philosophy, 
And therefore, human life has value because we determine that it does. So it's as simple as that. The problem with the God question is that it's an infinite regress, right? So if morals came from God, the question is, does God decide what is moral? Or does God only recognize what is already moral and then tell us what it is? So that's the problem with like the, the, the it's, it's called like there's um, Socrates dealt with this. I can't remember what he called it, this paradox. But ask yourself this thing. This is a two-part paradox question here. Does God say what is moral? And, and that thus it makes it moral? If that were the case, then God could say, well, torture is moral and we would have to accept it, even though we know it's immoral, right? So th that doesn't make sense just to say that God says, oh, it's moral because God says it's moral. That's, that doesn't make any sense. Or, or on the other side of things, is it the case that God, God knows what is moral and what is moral exists already outside of God, and God knows what is moral and says, this is the moral path, well, that would mean that morality exists outside of God, and therefore you wouldn't need God in order to be moral because morality exists outside of God, right? And that's the problem, the, the paradox of, of the what I call the metaphysical view of, of nature. So anyways, something to think about there. You can text the show today at 573 319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. So, uh, Steffi, oh, it's called, here it is. For, for those of you who are actually interested in, in this stuff and, and who are, have an open mind, everybody's like, have you read this? Have you heard this? Have you read this? And they're always like, you know, because they're always trying to convert you. Here it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm an evangelical agnostic. Um, I'm trying an to get evangelical you. evangelical agnostic. Yes, here you go. I'm trying to get you to stop <laughs> believing in um, magic. Here is the, it's called the youth, Euthyphro Dilemma. I just dropped it in the chat. It's the, it's, if, if you're listening to this later, E-U-T-H-Y, Euthyphro Dilemma. Uh, Euthyphro Dilemma is uh, what I just explained. It's, oh, it's, excuse me, I, I thought Socrates, but, oh, it is Socrates and Plato's dialogue, Euthyphro. Hmm. Socrates asks Euthyphro, is the pious loved by the gods because it is pious? Or is it pious because it is loved by the gods? So this is this is classic Plato, right? It's the dilemma, the nature of piety, right? Mm -hmm. Is 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 good loved by the gods because it is good, or is it good because it is loved by the gods, right? So uh -huh. that so that's the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Does God commands it because it is right, right? Or is it that it's right, it right because God commands it? Yes. Right. So that's the dilemma. Right. So divine, it's also known as the divine command theory. So this is where I get my ethics. This is where I get my views. I think the problem is, is that religion is sort of like the easy bake oven of morality. Sure. And it's a lot harder to get morals and ethics from Plato and, and all that, because the Bible is your 1000 page or, you know, the Quran is your is your one stop shop, easy bake oven of morality. Right. Give it to your kids. It's easy. You've got the Bible stories, Bible school. You know, here you go. Here's some morals and some ethics. Go out in the real world. Don't kill people. You know, the Ten, Ten Commandments. Commandments. Yes. Jinx. We were just reading it on a car trip this last week. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, um, it, it's uh, you know, easy bake. The Ten Commandments is the easy bake oven of morality, right? It's mm -hmm. here's your Ten Commandments. And five of them are kind of iffy. Five of them are really good. But at least mm -hmm. we've got some laws. You know, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But if try you want to covet thy neighbors, but here's wife. the thing, try take, try talking to kids about the euthyphro dilemma, mm -hmm. you know, a little harder, 
right? right? Thou shall not kill because, well, what is the basis, the fundamental basis of morality? Well, if you look at Plato and you understand the like Socratic dialogues and you look at the concept of question of piety and it's like, it's too much for people. I think, I think that that's kind of like, you know, because religion comes from the Bronze Age, right? So it's kind of in the infancy of our intellectual understandings, right? But we've had, an sure. we've had an enlightenment since then. And mm -hmm. Christianity and Judaism is enlightened because it's come into contact with secularism and Islam did not. Um, Islam had a dark age because they got conquered by who? Oh, they got conquered by the, the Roman Empire? No, no, no. No, because the Roman Empire failed, and then too. they got. But, uh, but who in was the? the who was the guy that came from Asia and, and conquered the Muslims and sent them into a dark ages when they were in their golden age? He rode on horseback. He had a billion babies. Like sixteen percent of the world. I want to say Don Quixote, but the, no. <laughs> <laughs> who was the guy who conquered the Muslims uh, and brought down the Islamic Empire and sent them into the dark ages of which they are still, they're still suffering from these days. Uh, when you say it, I'm probably going to be like, oh my God, I know. Um, yeah, you're quizzing starts, me today. I it don't starts know. with a G, but it sounds like a J. Genghis Khan. Yes. There you go. There you go. Tip of the tongue. Yes. I am just really bad with like recall. Mm -hmm. In school, I memorized stuff like crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a flashcard kid, so mm -hmm. I memorized stuff for the test and then it all went out the window. And that's kind of how I am. I just, I don't even memorize anymore. So Nifram says, I don't know. I'm disappointed in AP. This whole people of faith are stupid and uncritical. Well, now you know how we feel, right? Like you guys talk down to us all the time and now you're in yeah. our... You're on our turf in our land. And you're going to get slapped around a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And if your if your faith is so strong and your skin is so thick, you'll stick around and you'll be able to, to refute it and debut it. But let's not act like emotional children. Get upset and run away, crying and screaming. Let's all have an adult conversation about things. But understand that just like the way that Ben Shapiro looks at Jesus, you know, I look at all religions, right? So right. I mean, it's good for you to hear these things. And I'm, isn't it nice that we live in a free country where I am free to say things like this? without some Muslim trying to chop off my head for saying it. God bless America is all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, I was really noticing the negativity in the chat yesterday. and, and I There was I just, a lot of negativity. I, I was feeling really discouraged by it. And, and I really hope that we can spread some more kindness in the chat. You're right, because Stephanie. Because it, it made me want to check out. Well, how about we lighten things yeah. up a little bit, okay? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so what's the next topic we got in our thing here? Actually, we, we let's uh, real quick. Let's take a real quick little break. Okay. Let's go. We got to go to the bathroom. Pee uh, for liberty. Yeah, we got to go pee for liberty. Let's go take a really quick little commercial break. When we get back, what have we got on the kitty? We've got we've, we've got how so, to say oh the no viral bird story and the bird test. The yes, the viral bird story. We've also got that the millennials and the houses. Yes, and we've got um, things you didn't know about redheads. When we get back on the Wake Up America yes. show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise in Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad and thankful to have you here on the program. Friday's here, baby. Yeah. You know what that means? That means that the lovely Stephanie Peterson is joining us here today. Spans of time, a year might seem like a mere moment. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad to have you very, uh, glad to have you on the show here every Friday. The Wake Up Show, America Show, will be taking a few days, couple of days off next week. Right. Give them My the schedule. mom is coming to visit. So the schedule for you is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time next week. Mm -hmm. And then we'll take Thursday off for Thanksgiving and then Friday off just for Black Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, also, a brief little news update for those of you who are interested. I just dropped a new column today, a new article I just tweeted. Yeah. This, uh, and it's titled... Um, <clears throat> 
Nikki Haley's social media proposal is disqualifying. Hmm. And did you hear that she said that we should all have to register our driver's licenses? Oh, I did hear that, so that we... you can prove who you officially are. Right, right. So that's not going to work. Uh, yeah. So if you want to say if you, if you want to be on social media, you have to say what your real name is. I don't think everyone's going to get on that bandwagon. I remember when Facebook first came out and in order to have an account on there, you had to have like a college or school email address. Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. that went out the window. Right, right. And so here's the funny thing about that. So Nikki Haley is in her real name. Oh, I know. This guy on a video yesterday said it. It's like Naharata something, Halata. Yes. It's it's like the same letters of her name, but very different. Yes. Name it. Her name is she's Indian. Her right? name is Nimarada yes. Nikki Randhawa Haley. Oh, Nikki is part of her name? That's she, like her middle name? Yeah, and she calls herself that. Right? Nimarada? Mm -hmm. Nimarada Nikki Randhawa Haley. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. We ought to force her to use that name. See yes. How, see you how, need to use your legal name yeah, on all of your social media. If she's going to run for president of the United States, right. we need to know that the person who's getting it. Because I think... Vivek Ramaswamy, I think part of the reason why he's not doing as well is because his name is Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, probably. If, if he called himself, and, and he's actually said that before. He says he thinks, you know, if he named himself Vic. Yeah. Vic, you know, Vic Vic something. Romney. Vic Romney. There you go. <laughs> Good one, Steffi. That'll Steffi. make RNC lady happy because she's part of the Romney family, but she hates the Romney family. We have to say thank you to Burnt Toast Space Girlfriend who dropped $20 in the tip jar. Oh my gosh. You, you rock. You are just like bringing in the cash here you guys today. Are, What's We appreciate on? that, especially because Rumble hasn't been featuring us lately. We're not even asking for it. They're just giving it to yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, by the way, because we, we obviously we lose advertising dollars when uh, Rumble doesn't feature us on the front page. Yeah. So when you guys are making donations like that, it makes up for it. So uh -huh. thank you for that. We appreciate what does that. She say? Does she have a long she message? Says, yeah, she did. She says, I'm a Christian now, uh -huh. but used to be an aggressive atheist. Your questions aren't always comfy, but they challenge me to grow in my faith and have continued empathy for the others. Well, good for you. And you should have empathy That's for cool. others, no matter what you believe. Yeah. I mean, my sister, she was a big atheist for a long time. And then now she's like modern Orthodox mm -hmm. as a Jew. So it's like, gosh, things really can change in terms of your religious views. So mm -hmm. you never know. Yep. Good stuff. All right. So it's time for us to talk about the fun stuff and stop mm -hmm. talking about the stuff that makes people uh, upset or angry or uncomfortable, even though this might actually make people upset. This is the viral bird test. Yes. Everything that you need to know about the viral relationship bird test, right? So I love the New York Post. They they write it like this. Sorry, lovebirds. Failing this exam could mean your relationship is flocked up. It's it's very bird themed, which I like. But I was so confused by it because I'm like, exam, what are the questions? Where can I find the questions? <laughs> Hopeful honeys are putting prospective partners to a viral test, praying their sweeties pass with flying colors. And if they don't, that means it's time to fly the coop. Oh boy. Gen Z wing woman, <laughs> Alyssa Karabardi, says in a trending TikTok tell-all that I live and die by the effing bird test. She says it never fails. Oh. She says that the bird test is a simple screening that helps folks decide if a friendly or romantic connection between two people has longevity. I do this with friends, family members, literally anyone that I meet. If they pass the bird test, I tell them so fast because this stuff is so fascinating. She says the bird test states that if your uh, bird test states, good morning, Alicia Wilder. Uh, the bird test states that if you're with someone, romantic or not, 
if you say something that could be deemed insignificant and your partner responds with genuine curiosity, that's a really good sign that your relationship will last a long time. So she says an anecdote. Mm -hmm. She and her friends were sipping drinks at Starbucks. She looked out the window. She noticed a woodpecker. When she mentioned it to her coffee date, the next the pair spent the next 10 minutes Googling facts about the bark hammering bird. Okay, so if you actually see a bird, you're mm -hmm. supposed to... I thought you're supposed to be like, look at the bird when there's no bird. Right. Well, they might, right? Oh, okay, like, I like gotcha. If your partner blows you off, they don't even acknowledge you, and they're just like, oh, cool, a woodpecker. She says that's a really bad sign. Although her bird test theory might sound cuckoo mm -hmm. to some, Cara Barty isn't just winging it. She says this is a notion known as bids for emotional connection proposed by a psychologist, John Gottman, in the 1980s. Hmm, birds, Institute. Birds can, yes, birds can be small or big, verbal or nonverbal. Their request to connect, they might take the form of an expression, question, or physical outreach. They can be funny, serious, or sexual in nature, right? So there you go. So it's a bid to get our attention. Stephanie, your response. Well, I was thinking how you would respond. At first, I said, I don't know if you would always be interested in me noticing a bird. It just depends on what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times you're working, you know, when I see you in the house. And so sometimes I really will say things and you, you will not respond at all. And I don't think you have any idea. And so that's what makes me think, I don't know if he'll always notice a bird. But um, sometimes when we see the deer out back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at the deer. And then he'll literally come to the window and be like, oh, yeah, you know, look at the deer. And then he'll tell Calvin to go outside and look at the deer. Well, here's the thing. So it, it's does situational, it say, it but we're also more... not just beginning a relationship. Well, We've been in it for here, a while. Here's the thing. Does it say more about the person who writes you off or doesn't listen to you mm -hmm. when you tell me there's a bird outside? Oh, look, a bird, right? Like, <laughs> seems a little bird-brained. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay, fine. Well, or I, does know, it... I know you definitely don't always pay attention, which I, I understand why. When I say, oh, my gosh, there's a dog outside without a leash. Can you go like that? Because I get really upset about those. But, but he doesn't really get upset about dogs outside without a leash. So... <laughs> No, I have bigger things. I have bigger fish to fry. What am I exactly, going to do about it? Nothing. Exactly. Uh, so, so that's why the bird test can't really apply to us. I don't know if it's well, a good test. It's not a good test. And here's the thing. Here's the here's the problem with this test. The problem with this test is is that it might say more about the person doing the testing than the person who quote unquote fails the test. Absolutely. I, it depends on if that person is attention seeking or if they're always trying to, you know, divert that person's attention to them. Right, right. So, but here's the thing. Why are you testing your partner? Like what, you like, what, like what, what, here's the thing. Like, no offense, like ladies, yeah. but like, what, what, what the hell is wrong with you? Why do you feel the need to test people, put the people through these tests? Like, I understand to some extent why you do it in order to test the fitness of a mate. Perhaps mm -hmm. I, I understand. I know what shit tests are. Yeah, you told Taught me about the shit test when we first started dating. Yes. Yeah. You you never put me through shit tests. No, I didn't even know it existed. That's why I married you. Yeah. I married you because you never put me through a shit test. Mm -hmm. You never made me jump through hoops in order. You've never made me go like pass any ridiculous like bird test style thing. Right. I've never had to jump over. Uh, here's the thing. It should be enough in the accomplishments of myself as a man mm -hmm. that that it should draw your attention and earn your respect enough for you to say this is a viable mate. Okay. Right. If if you then turn around and after we've already like you've already decided that we're gonna get into a relationship 
and then you want to continue to decide to, to, to test me. The test is my life. Okay. The test is how do I respond to things outside of our relationship that are these challenges? Sure. Will there be challenges in a relationship and a marriage? Sure. But yeah. you should not be you should not be putting more burdens on me as a man that I already have to face outside of this. If you're making our relationship more of a struggle, mm -hmm. or I don't care how small the shit test may be. I don't care what it is. If you're making the problem, you are the problem. Right. I think the reason why a lot of these women are doing these tests mm -hmm. is because they really have not had a healthy relationship modeled for them. Mm -hmm. So I think they're latching onto these tests because they're like, oh my gosh, you know, these researchers are telling me that this means my relationship is healthy mm -hmm. if this certain thing happens. And so they're starting to learn their own relationship values through these tests. Because I have a lot of women clients come to me and they're just like, am I doing the right thing? Is this guy treating me okay? And it's like, I'm sorry, but that's not for me to tell you. Like, you have to figure out for yourself what you value and what's important to you in a relationship. So I can't tell them, do this one test and that'll show you if you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, unfortunately, you just, you got to figure it out yourself. The bird puns over the Rumble Chat right now are freaking hilarious. Great. Uh, we're talking about birds are saying, uh, I have no egrets, uh, egrets, which is a bird that said. It is a deeper thing, though, this whole bird test. It's like if you ask your significant other to notice something, I think there's a deep, deeper meaning there in that if they're genuinely interested in you as a person and what's going on in your life, that is probably a good sign. Like if you're starting to first date a person sure. and they're not asking you any questions about yourself, that might not be very good. If you're only asking them things about themselves, that might mean, you know, they really just don't care so yes. much about you. Familiar with me. She says, testing is ridiculous. And mm -hmm. if you're doing it, you're not ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, Floby Tenderson says, I drive my family crazy because I am more interested in nature than anything else. So I'm constantly saying, look, there's a blank. And then they just ignore me. Okay, well, you know, that's hilarious. <laughs> every little thing. I'm like a child. I have childlike wonder. And so I love that I'm always about you. just like, oh my gosh, this is so and I love that about you. Austin's very sophisticated and he's got like more fish to fry a lot of times, you know, more important probably than what I see out the window. So I totally get that. I'm just trying to make money and spread liberty and talk about freedom exactly. to everybody and battle with uh, nitwits online. Um, Personality. I know 100%. If somebody says, go look at that bird, I always will because I am such a people pleaser. Here's the thing. If I, if I actually yeah. point at a bird and yeah. say, you should look at the bird, you should probably look because for the most part... I'm not going to just point at every damn random stupid ass bird that that flies by on the street. If it's some kind of beautiful woodpecker <laughs> or a an eagle or something like that that you need to see, I will mm -hmm. point it out. But if you're pointing out every ding dang swallow that's that lands in front of us and it's like, oh, look, a bird, then I'm going to question your intelligence. I'm going to be like, OK, is there a lot going on upside? Because like I've dated a girl who's like IQ was it was like she was a bird brain. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, like, it was that kind of stuff all the time. It's like, it was, uh, you know, oh, look, a piece of candy. Like, she'd get distracted by everything, you know, and yeah. it's kind of like, gee, I can't handle well, that. Well, thank God I'm not a an avid bird watcher. We'd mm -hmm. be in trouble. Thank God I'm not like, ooh, white tufted titmouse. Yes. Leisha Wilder says, having childlike wonder in adulthood is refreshing. Agreed. <laughs> Taking joy in God's creation is one of the reasons why we're here. I yeah. agree. We're here to enjoy life and experience life. Absolutely. But like not every bird is worthy of pointing out. Right. No. Like mm -hmm. this whole bird test thing. I'm sure people are going to take it way too far and they're mm -hmm. going to be like, okay, I'm going to ask him about one bird. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask him about another bird. Yes. Now another bird. And it's like, okay, eventually 
the person is going to become numb to mm -hmm. you pointing out birds. Okay, mm -hmm. the test is not always going to be effective. We want to uh, take a real quick uh, break to remind our listeners that we've got some change. Uh, the face, the change, change it. Founding Flavors Coffee has undergone a change, and I know that uh, somebody ordered Th Thomas's painkiller coffee on Monday, uh -huh. but they haven't gotten it yet, Ooh. which means that they haven't seen the changes mm -hmm. in the coffee yet, which I think it's not going to be a change to the fundamental flavor of the beans that you get, mm -hmm. but there will be some other changes to your delivery. Some people signed up for monthly subscriptions. Andy Opperman and, and others uh, have done so. Thank you, Andy. Uh, and other people are ordering it piecemeal, which is fine. Here's the thing. We've got a coupon code, a gift certificate available now to you. And I've got like maybe 15 to 20 of them left. Mm -hmm. We started with like 25 uh, and they're gonna expire tomorrow. So here's the deal. You can get $5 off of any order at apforlibertyshop.com by using the discount code ho 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 dashes no ho dash just, just ho 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 oh okay h o h o h o correct h o h o h o if you if there's a t-shirt that you've been wanting to buy if there's a bag of coffee that you want to buy and you want to go in and use the coupon code today is the day to do it because you get $5 off of your order with the code ho 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 so here's the deal. We basically are for a lot of our products. That's all we make in profit is five bucks, right? Barely, Barely some of them, mm -hmm. right? So for coffee, if you find the right item. You might actually give us a loss. Yeah, that's for, which is which is fine. We're willing to take a loss, right? To add new customers to the shop, right? And yeah. to to get more of our our coffee in people's hands, we're willing to take the loss because mm -hmm. we want you to try it if you haven't tried it yet. And if you've said to yourself, well, it looks good, but it's a little bit expensive. Use your code. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Not ho, 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 ho. It's, it's like an owl. Hoo, hoo. It's, yeah. it's ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so you've been looking for an opportunity to buy something from the shop, a shirt, a sweater. You're like, oh man, I can, but my budget's a little low. $5 off any purchase with code ho, ho, ho. There you go. Ho, ho, ho. You can, yeah, get a bag of Martha's Mint. Do you see that owl out exactly. the window? No, yeah, I'm exactly. Kidding. You get a bag of Martha's Mint, you get a bag of Founding Flavors coffee, any of the uh, the bags of Founding Flavors coffee, and you're going to basically, we're, we're basically giving it to you at our cost. So we, we're happy to take the loss and get some more coffee in people's hands, but only as many as 20 transactions are available left. So until tomorrow, and then it's out. It's not ho, 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 Camellia. No, no not that God. ho, ho, ho. No, not all lowercase, no. all no. uppercase. No. She's a hoe. No. She's a hoe. However, you remember it. If yes. you like birds, if you like hoes, if you like Santa. Ho, ho. This is a ho. word for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Ho, ho, not all lowercase. People are asking. All lowercase. No. Okay. It's it's uppercase. Ho, uppercase. ho, ho. Like you're shouting. Like you're shouting. Ho, ho, right? ho. Yeah. There you go. $5 off any order at all at apforlibertyshop.com. So. Use them or lose them because they're gone by tomorrow afternoon. Cool? Coupons are great. Coupons are great. Yes. All right. That's good. What's next, Stephanie, on the show? Snoop Dogg quitting yeah. weed. Do you think people really care about that? Well, he's deciding like to not to smoke it, but he might, you know, do. Um... Right. People think so. Basically, Snoop Dogg, he's now a grandfather and mm -hmm. he announced that he's no longer going to smoke weed. 
Um, but people think that it's just part of his tricks that he's going to be introducing an edible mm, marijuana to uh, be like, hey yeah. guys, don't smoke, but eat my edibles. Right, right, Bye, right. Dog. Um, so we really have yet to see what this is all about. But I actually did screen capture how much marijuana he consumes in a day, mm -hmm. which you'll have to tell me if this is a lot or not. So the rapper denied having a blunt roller on staff, but Renegade Piranha said he served that role for Snoop. On average, I do about half a pound a day, which seems excessive. So that's roughly like 75 to 150 units per day. I calculated at over 450,000 blunts. <laughs> What? Wait, how do you? Oh, my God, we got an order. We did. How do you do 450,000 blunts a day? I, no, no, no. What? That's got to be like a year. He says he does about half a pound a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody so, bought a bag, uh, a bag of uh, Thomas's painkiller coffee. There you go. Did they use our coupon? They did. They used ho 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 ho. ho, ho. There you go. And you're gonna yeah. love it. Uh, you're gonna love the painkiller coffee. I promise you. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the scoop on Snoop. It's the scoop on Snoop. Oh, Stephanie. So smart. <laughs> I rhymed. Isn't she cute? Isn't she cute? All right. She's a poet and she didn't know it. Oh, you got to play that song. She's so beautiful. Wait, how does it oh, go? Oh, wait. Look, here's that wonderful girl. Could she be any cuter? <laughs> He always sends me those memes now. Anytime yes. that song is playing. It's so fun. Uh, let's see. What's next? What's next on the rundown here? Oh, here we go. Another story for you. Travis Kelsey's getting ripped by I Joy like Behar uh, yes. over his ugly cheerleaders comment. Okay, let's talk. So Jay, Joy Behar mm -hmm. had some choice words about Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, on The View. She's a self-proclaimed Swiftie. She was not impressed by the Kansas City Chiefs players resurfaced tweets which the pop star fans have dug up amid their romance. So Joy Behar is mad that Travis Kelsey said ugly cheerleaders. So Joy Behar is like in her 80s. She's 80, one. 81. She's 81. So back in her day. Back in her day, yes. She I, calls I it, so she's calling trendy. Travis Kelsey an idiot for slamming ugly cheerleaders. That's what, uh, okay. yes. So he was slamming ugly cheerleaders. What did he say exactly? He said something about something being sexy. Uh, here's what he said. Okay. I'm going to pull up his, yeah. his tweets here. So um, some of the tweets, including one dating back to 2010, was when Kelsey was in his early 20s, uh, but critiqued the appearance of women. One reads, damn, the, clip, the Clippers got to be the shitty girls that don't make the Lakers girls team because they was all ugly. Ooh. Behar says he's illiterate. He's obsessed with the girls looking good. That was his thing. Then she reads another one of his deleted posts, which says, which asks, why can't girls hide they back fat on top of, I feel, hold on, I'll let you respond once I say them. I feel like if you want to be a cheerleader, you have to pass a beauty test. There's too many ugly cheerleaders out here shaking my head. <laughs> Where's my evil laugh? <laughs> back cleavage? I believe it's back cleavage. Back fat. That's, that's what it is. Hide um, they back fat. First of all, he was in his early 20s. What man is is not uh, hormone-filled at that mm -hmm. age and, you know, wanting to mess around? Mm -hmm. But also, here's the thing, ladies. You don't understand what it's like to be a high-value man, okay? When you've got tens flying at you, you, you can say pretty much anything. So it's it's like... He he can be picky because he has so many options. Mm -hmm. 
And the fact that he's jerky, that's probably why he has so many options. Remember what we were talking about earlier? When you treat girls like they're not special, they're going to flock to you. And that's exactly what's happening. And here's another thing. As guys age, they can change. I mean, Austin, he's a very high value man. He has known a lot of beautiful women in his life. Okay. But now that he's in his 40s, you know, he chose a nice girl like me. Just like this guy chose Taylor Swift. She seems like a nice girl as well. So people can change. They can settle down. I've got to read the comments. What are people saying about this? It is so funny. This is so funny. Hey, if you're watching the Wake Up America show and you haven't clicked the like button, will you please do us a favor? Because come on, where else are you going to get this kind of fun and funny content on a Friday morning to start your day? And subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We'd love to have you here. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time. Um, So... Listen, guys talk smack about girls. We talk about women's bodies. We talk about that. Guess what? We're free to do so. You're free to criticize us for such. But guys yeah. are commenting about their looks all the time. Exactly. Okay, we think we're tens and we think they're fives. Exactly. And you know what? Yeah. You know, we grow up and sometimes and we change. You know, if everybody's judged by how they acted and talked in their early twenties, like nobody would be able to have a job. So, mm-hmm. so I think Joy is obviously just ginning up controversy because she's looking for something to complain about as, yeah, she, as she does up down there. You know, she doesn't have a man. Mm-hmm. She's jealous. I do think though, yeah. and and I don't care what anybody has to say. I do think cheerleaders should be beautiful. And women. And I also think they should be women. You know, it just goes back to the the, male cheerleaders like George W. Bush was. He was a male cheerleader. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, It just goes back to that whole Victoria's Secret model thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, who do we want to look at? Who do we want to pay money to see? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but there are beauty standards in the world. We are naturally attracted to certain things. Research studies have been done. We're attracted to certain facial types, mm-hmm. okay? Like the Angelina Jolie's of the world. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to us. Mm-hmm. So we can't help that. And I mean, fine. If, if you want to go watch some, you know, five cheerleaders who are a five out of 10, sure, go for it. But I don't think a lot of people will want to see that <laughs> Yeah, right. for like, a halftime show. Well, here's the thing. It's like Victoria's Secret, right? So they were putting all of these, uh, these uh, uggos Mm-hmm. Uh, in their underwear and like doing transgender models and stuff, they realized that was a huge mistake. People actually yeah. wanted to see sexy models yes. in order to get an idea for how they might feel if they wore their underwear. Mm-hmm. Sales plummeted because nobody wanted to look like the uggos in their I like underwear. The uggos. I think we should call them that. Uggos. You're not ugly. You're an uggo. You're an- yeah, it's, it's much nicer. Much nicer. Hot you water. deserve a hug. You're an uggo. Hot Water yes. 84 says we call them back tits in my house. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is funny. Male, that was very funny. Now, now Glute Reich here says male cheerleaders, male cheerleaders seem gay, but probably are drowning in you know what. You know it very well. I mean, you're a musical theater major. I've heard your stories of your ballet class. Okay. When you're the only man in a ballet class with these nice slender women. It's true. Well, remember last week when we had the the sports guys on and they were talking about how they had this show that they pitched to HBO about straight guys who go to gay bars to pick pick up straight chicks. Oh, yes. And you were talking about how... That that was a legit strategy, right? So like, yeah, I used to like, because like the gay bars are always the most fun ones, especially Mm -hmm. like when I was in Mm -hmm. New York, you'd go to a gay bar. It would be the only place where everybody's getting wild and getting crazy. Straight bars can be like boring, right? Oh my gosh. They just have like weird people on the side staring. Right? Yeah. Old men and stuff like that. Nobody's talking and shit. And it's like, or they're just watching sports and it's like, nobody's actually interacting, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, 
it's it's really hard to strike up a conversation with somebody but like in a gay the gay bar all of the the people everybody's friendly and comes up to you and talks to you yeah. now do you sometimes get sexually assaulted yes but mm. uh the uh antecedent to that is that you might pick up a straight girl who's like oh well he's not a he's not a homophobe so he's he must be cool so sure. you know so you do good so Absolutely. Bob Fosse was no idiot. Luke Sacker knows who Bob Fosse is? Who is he? Luke. Who is he? Bob Fosse. So remember when, you know how I kind of, I've showed you these 1960s uh, dance movies lately. Oh yeah. You know, and so like when you see like them doing those like wild, shaky, jittery those dances. Are great. Those yes. Are great. Soul uh, Train yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, it's not Soul Train is 70s, right? So uh -huh. Bob Fosse was more 60s. So I don't know if I can show you here, but like one of his signature moves. Was uh was this here? It was this um. That's Austin Powers. And yep, yeah, yes, this. Yes. Yes, that that's very okay. That's very Bob Fosse. Yes. You're a cat. Yes. yes. So Bob Fosse was uh was he was like Liza Minnelli period and stuff mm -hmm. cabaret. Bob Fosse was a straight man who was a dancer, and he obviously did very well because well lower competition. It's the same thing with the straight men in the gay bars. You go to the gay bars. And there's obviously going to be less competition, right? I can dance. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of men do not dance. And it is a breath of fresh air when you can sing and dance in the car with a real man. I got to give it. You know what, Stephanie? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Bob Fosse, Luke Sacker, man, you really just were, you just blew my mind there. Joni Rankin's probably loving it, too, because she's all musical theater. She's like, great documentary on Fosse. Pepper shaker. Yeah, that's what they call it. Hot water. Uh, well, yeah, we'll check it out. Send us the link, will you, Joni? We appreciate that. Um, don't forget, guys, you got that $5 gift certificate until tomorrow. Use code ho ho ho. I see one person is over at AP for Liberty Shop right now uh, with an active cart. So if that's you listening to the show, use that code ho ho ho. Get yourself that $5 discount. I mean, people are just jealous of Taylor Swift because she's happy. She's mm -hmm. beautiful. She's found happiness. Like people like to tear down other happy people like us they try to tear us down oh for sure they really do i mean i put it i put us out there right you know and i i do invite like i i can't say that like i'm not deserving of like s some scorn or some you know hatred or things like that because yeah. i do i am i am confrontational if you will uh and so like i i don't complain about people like you know pe attacking me because like you know uh you, you know don't start none won't be none to some extent Absolutely. right Absolutely. Yeah, but it's it's like people want to have happy relationships and it's really hard to find. Mm -hmm. So it makes them feel better to to just critique others. Mm -hmm. Quest Fanning says, I think Chicago was one of Fosse's main projects of note. Very true. Oh. Very true. Um, next topic, how to have a joyful life or we've only got about 12 minutes here. So do you want to do things you don't you didn't know about redheads? Sure. Okay. We'll see if it's true. You guys ready to, to talk about things you didn't know about redheads? Because we have like about really about 10 to 12 minutes left. Oh, and we have to do a giveaway today also. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to do a giveaway. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, I got to get set up for the giveaway. So I'm going to play a real quick little coffee commercial. Um, mm -hmm. And I got to set up our giveaway. I'm going to pick a giveaway from our monthly subscribers. Oh, Stephanie, okay. tell our listeners how they can be a part of the giveaway today if they aren't already. Okay, so you have to be a subscriber. I'm checking with you here. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. so a subscriber either on Rumble mm -hmm. or at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Correct. So you start a monthly subscription, mm -hmm. right? If you just donate one time, that doesn't put you in the drawing, correct? 
Correct. Okay. If you've made a one-time donation, then it's not eligible. If you're Just a monthly subscriber, monthly subscriber, either any of on our Rumble programs or YouTube. Well, I guess YouTube we don't yet. have those no anymore. More YouTube, but um, on Rumble or on our website. Mm -hmm. If you're a monthly subscriber to the show, you get a 20% discount to the shop already. And you're entered into monthly prize drawings, which we're going to do today. So here's the thing. If you're interested in becoming a monthly subscriber, today's a great day to do it. You get your 20% discount from the shop. If you don't have your code yet, make sure you send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Let us know who you are, your real name, and we'll compare it with the records to show that you're a subscriber. Mm -hmm. We'll send you your 20% discount code. And if you want to get in on this giveaway that we're doing today from the shop, then go ahead and become a monthly subscriber on Rumble now or at our website, which is highly preferable because we get 100% of the funds there. Right. Wakeupamericashow.com slash support. So you got two minutes to do that. We're going to go to a real quick commercial break. And then when we get back, we're going to do our prize giveaway. The Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Welcome back to the Wake Up America show. Good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Click that like button, subscribe to the channel. If it's your first time watching and you've been enjoying the content, we love seeing all of our friends over at the Rumble chat this morning. Thank you for that. But if you're listening to us now live, or perhaps you're listening to the audio version of us later, you can text the show anytime. It may be nine o'clock at night when you're listening to the show and you're like, Austin, I wanted to comment on this. Oh, I'll get your text message. And I check them, you know, periodically throughout the day at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Joining us here for Freedom Family Friday is the lovely Stephanie Peterson. Yo, Stephanie. Yo. Love you. I love you. Glad to have you here. Thank you, my lovely wife. We appreciate you, my smoking hot redhead libertarian wife. Yes, Quest Fanning, we are gonna talk about the things you didn't know about redheads. We'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> But we do have a prize giveaway for all of our monthly subscribers. We love to give away prizes from APForLibertyShop.com. And we have a winner today. A winner. We've got a winner. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. We've got a winner. We've got a winner. Juice by you. Juice by you. Ooh, juice. All right. Ready to go? Who is the winner of this week's prize from APForLibertyShop.com? The winner is... The winner is Andy Maidment. Whoa. Andy Maidment. Hello. That's a newer person. No, Andy's been around for a while. Oh. He's, he was a big supporter of my Libertarian presidential oh. campaign, actually. And he is a monthly supporter of the Wake Up America show. And awesome. Andy, pick out any article of clothing that you want from AP4LibertyShop.com. Let us know what size and color you want mm -hmm. and where to send it. And we will send it to you, brother. Happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, and congratulations. We appreciate all of our monthly subscribers. Listen, I mean, it, you know, we, we aren't actually controlled by Jewish Zionist Rothschilds who send us money mm -hmm. to, to show for Israel. But uh, so we live on a podcaster's salary and a social worker's salary. So uh, <laughs> all of the support that we get from all of our, uh, our monthly subscribers and our coffee subscribers and things like that, they help us to stay in business and to keep this show running every Monday through Friday. It's a lot of work, and we couldn't do it without you guys. This is a symbiotic relationship. When you support the show, we do everything we can to give you the best amount of value in a, a tip-top, awesome, five-day-a-week talk show. Plus, we run a merchandise shop. Plus, we sell you amazing coffee. We're doing everything we can to be as successful as possible so that we can ultimately spread the ideas that we love and ca we care about, which is what, Steffi? Liberty. That's right. Freedom. We love freedom. 
We hope you do too. Economic freedom and personal liberty. That's right. I mean, it's in our names for mm-hmm. social media. Damn straight. That's it. Yeah. So and if it's in your name and social media, are. then you can't argue with us about right. it. So there we go. We can't be changed. We cannot be changed. There it is. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, listeners can text at 573-319-1586. We just heard from C. Sangroth. Good oh. morning, Mr. Sangroth. How are Hello. you, sir? He wanted his 20% discount code, which I just sent him. So he can use that mm-hmm. at apforlibertyshop.com. Since we have a few minutes left, Steffi, are you ready to talk about things that most people don't know about redheads? Sure. Here we go. As a lovely redhead, I thought you might appreciate this. I will this. confirm or deny. Okay, here we yes. go. You will confirm or deny. Let me pull up the article. <laughs> things you didn't know about the 12 fiery facts about redheads. One, redheads have less hair than other people. I mean, my hair really does fall out quite a bit. So blondes, for example, have an average of around 150,000 strands of hair on their head, whereas redheads have only 90,000 or so. Mm. Red hair tends to be coarser and thicker. Uh, I've heard that before from a hair person that cut my hair. So the discrepancy is not as easily noticeable. So the strands are thicker, Mm -hmm. but the amount of strands is less. Redheads also remain distinct from others as they age because red hair doesn't go gray as mine is. We go white. Instead, it turns silver or white. You're going to be a silver fox, mama. A genetic mutation causes red hair. Mm. Our genes make up a lot of who we are, including our looks. When people have red hair, it's typically the MC1R gene that's responsible. The color of your hair comes from two possible pigments. Pigments. Um, Eumelanin makes your hair light or dark. People with black hair have a lot of it, while blondes don't. The second pigment is pheomelanin, which is a redder pigment. Usually people don't have a lot of that because the MC1R gene converts pheomelanin into eumelanin. Redheads have a mutation in their gene that allows the pheomelanin and the bright red color that comes with it to flow free. So in order for someone to inherit red hair, both their parents need a mutated gene. And even then, there's still a one in four chance of redheadedness. Non-redheads can be redheaded gene carriers and not know it, although there are some ways to guess. Yes, my great-grandparents on my mom's side had red hair. My great-aunts and uncles on my dad's side had red hair. So both me and my sister have red hair, Mm -hmm. but both my parents have dark brown hair. Uh, Edinburgh may be the world capital of redheads. Mm. Aldriki, otherwise known as Edinburgh, likely has the highest concentration of redheads in the world. A DNA analysis conducted in 2014 discovered that 40% of these people in the southeast region of Scotland, which contains the Scottish capital of Edinburgh, had variants of the red hair gene. I think my sister said we do have some Scottish in our, uh, when she did her ancestry DNA Mm -hmm. thing. That percentage is higher than many other regions of Scotland or the world. Of course, the area known in Scotland today has long been associated with red hair, though it's believed that the mutation first took place in Central Asia. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The two most powerful Tudor monarchs were redheads. Ooh. That's right. The two most powerful Tudor monarchs in from history were redheads. So um, the Tudor dynasty, which ruled from 1485 until the death of Queen Elizabeth I in 1603, sported a whole family of redheads, chief among them Henry VIII and the Virgin Queen herself, King Henry was described as strong, broad shoulders, and possessed golden red hair. His daughter with Anne Boylan, Boylan, who became Queen Elizabeth I in 1558, similarly supported a fiery mane. But Queen Elizabeth I took the fashion for red hair to a whole new level. 
Although red hair was often associated with barbarians and Irish and Scots, which the English constantly quarreled with, um, the queen made the hue so popular that English courtiers apparently dyed their hair red to show their support for her and also the Protestant cause. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's an annual celebration in the Netherlands that celebrates redheads. I heard about that. Probably a lot of very attractive. I guess one day I'll have to go. Probably a lot of very attractive people there. Uh, Every year, thousands of red-haired people descend on Tilburg, Netherlands for the Redhead Days Festival. So they offer workshops on makeup and skincare tips. Oh, I need that. That'd be cool. As well as photo shoots and meet and greets. Yeah, because we do have to wear certain colored blush because it's like our skin is just so light. These events can be particularly impactful for people with red hair, as research in 2014 found that 90% of redheaded males experience bullying simply because of their hair color. Yeah. The event began by accident in 2005 when a local amateur painter placed an ad in a Dutch newspaper for 15 redheaded models, and 10 times that number showed up. The event was so popular that the redhead meetup became an annual tradition and then a full-fledged festival... At the 2013 meetup, 1,672 redheads set the world record for the largest gathering of people with natural red hair. Nice. It's to be a redhead. You really do get a lot of attention, especially as a child. People basically have no boundaries when you're a child and you have red hair. They'll just touch you without even asking. The next one I think our audience is really going to love. Portraits of George Washington often feature an elder statesman with powdered white hair, However, as a young man, George Washington actually had reddish brown hair. So did Thomas Jefferson. Yep, Thomas Jefferson Calvin was ginger. Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we've got we've got some redheads that yep. like liberty. Yep. And Mount Washington, uh, Mount Vernon, at George Washington's estate, where I visited, actually has a lock of his hair that displays the amber hue. I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. There. Yep. For sure. I know we did a really fast tour because we had only a limited amount of time. Yeah, it was like the end of the like tour times. Yes. We had to rush, unfortunately. Bummer. Yeah. It, uh, despite um, so rumors, redheads are not going extinct. So there was yeah. some belief that the redheads might be going extinct, mm-hmm. but that is not true. No extinction is on the horizon. But um, yeah, so we are we are going to be blessed with redheads in the future if you like redheads like I do. Those with freckles may be redheaded gene carriers. And you have freckles. I have freckles, yes. I have freckles. Yes, I do. So even if your hair is blonde or black, you um, you might uh, be a carrier of red hair genes. That's pretty cool. Right? So, um, But if that's true, even if you have a light dusting of freckles on your nose, you also have a higher risk of developing skin cancer. Oh, so great. <laughs> people with more freckles have a higher chance of skin uh, cancer. Mark? Yeah, my sister, she's redheaded and she's had skin cancer before. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we got to run through these quick because we're running the mm-hmm. end of the show here. Um, the uh, Mark Twain was a redhead. Lovely. Lucille Ball was not a redhead. She it was... Shocking. She looks really great with red hair. Yeah, yeah. Redheads may produce more vitamin D than other people. Mm. Redheads may experience pain differently. I heard that we do. Either, I think as our pain tolerance, we can tolerate more pain. It's in you are more sensitive to pain from heat or cold. Okay, that's probably why I'm so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yep. A separate (laughs) study found they're more sensitive to pain, and they tested sensitivity to the anesthetic lidocaine. They found that when applied under the skin, lidocaine was less effective on redheads. Oh, great. Which means redheads might need more anesthesia. So if you ever go undergo a surgery, Stephanie. Never. Never might, had one. You, you might have to um, uh, ask the anesthesiologist for a little bit more anesthetic. I've than... only had my wisdom teeth out. So that was just intravenous. Did we have fun today? 
I think we had fun today. Did we have a great time today? I enjoyed it. We sure did. I we love had the show. good conversation, both serious and fun. Yes. Remind people, Stephanie, that they've got the $5 gift certificate to use uh, at epforlibertyshop.com. How do they use it? All right. So it's ho, ho, ho without the dashes or hoo, hoo, hoo. And so you go to H O H O H O. You go to apforlibertyshop.com and then you select whatever you want. And then you just put H-O-H-O-H-O into the coupon code. Does it apply to coffee, too? Yes. Oh, it applies to everything. 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 $5 gift certificate to the shop for whatever purchase you want to make. $5 off. Let your heart go wild. Buy some coffee. Buy a shirt. Buy a cell phone case. Whatever you've been wanting. Think about all the great... Buy a pair of underwear. Buy a pair of underwear. Christmas Christmas gifts of uh, galore starting today at AP4LibertyShop.com. Thank you, Luke Sacker. Thank you for Blue Trike, KV Andy 90, Quest Fanning, Leisha Wilder, uh, Drummer Goy, Burnt Toast Space Girlfriend, Sign of Jonah, Blue Trike, Clementine, Joni Rankin, Brindle Bear, uh, Floby Tenderson, Arvolt 24, Studio 314, C. Sungaroth, uh, Andy Opperman, and many, 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 many more. We appreciate you all very much for we tuning really into the show. If you haven't, don't forget to click like before you leave. And of course, um, Stephanie. Be free. Be free. We'll see you on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No show Thursday and Friday next week on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Who's that beautiful girl? <laughs> Aren't she the Annie Cuter?